Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm delighted to be with you here this morning. Um, I misplaced my reading glasses, so these are borrowed glasses. Bear it with me if I run into problems. Thank you, Mr. Kola, for the kind introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this briefing, which I'm doing on behalf of other members of the panel. And uh, this is the right time for it, in fact. Firstly, <clears throat> because this week saw the commemoration of Black Wednesday, the 19th of October, 1997, when the apartheid government, in its attempts to quell growing uprisings, outlawed no less than three newspapers and 39 political organizations. This week has correctly seen a very sharp focus on the tensions that existed at the time between the uh, anti-apartheid organizations and the state. And in particular, the role that the state saw the mass media playing in giving voice to those fighting against injustice and who had no voice at all otherwise. <clears throat> As a result of the anniversary of Black Wednesday, this week has seen numerous commentators voicing an opinion on the relationship between the state and the media today, some 38 years later, and indeed 21 years into our democracy. In particular, we have had many voices warning of increasing criticism by government and ruling party of the role and character of the South African media and suspicions that freedom of speech may be impinged upon. These discussions have been useful and important. We must constantly be reminded of the space for freedom of expression which South Africans have fought for and which is, of course, enshrined in our constitution. But Black Wednesday is but one of the reasons we are here this morning. The other is the recent pronouncements, and perhaps I should say disturbing pronouncements, by the ruling party, in particular at its recent National General Council. Their pronouncements on the need to review the current system of press regulation, which have sparked renewed interest in South Africa's system of press self-regulation. Thankfully, maybe I should say actually mercifully, none of these pronouncements come close to any mention of the draconian measures adopted by the apartheid state. There is no suggestion that I'm aware of, at least for now, about the need to license journalists. There is no discussion around the need to license newspapers. I should mention as Mr. Tola has said uh, that I served in the African Court on Human and People's Rights, and I presided in that case of Robert, uh, well, in Burkina Faso, who was killed some years ago. One of the issues that arose there that, I, that interested me was that journalists had to be licensed in Burkina Faso. So at least here we don't have a situation where journalists had to be licensed, have to be licensed. 
Ladies and gentlemen, there is, however, a lot of discussion around the regulatory system that governs newspaper content, and in particular, the space that I, I operate in as chairperson of the Press Council Appeals Panel. If I understand the governing party correctly, it has accepted the findings of the Press Freedom Commission, which was chaired by my dear old friend and late Pius Langa in 2013. It has accepted the revisions that were proposed and indeed have been adopted to the modalities of the Press Council, and in particular the steps that have been taken to increase public representation on the Council to ensure, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that there is no perceived bias towards newspapers through their own representatives outnumbering public representatives. True is the reverse. And indeed, when I set up the panel, the representatives of the public must be more than those representing the press. The governing party also appears to have accepted the new improved appeals panel that has been put in place, which consists of, as I've said myself, one representative from the newspaper industry and three representatives from the public. In other words, appeals panel which consists predominantly of representatives of the public. Despite accepting these changes and itself using the press council to challenge reporting, the government has now revived its appetite, almost I would say seemingly insatiable appetite for a new structure independent of the press council, provide an appeal mechanism to the appeal mechanism that we have right now. The opinion, it seems, is that there needs to be a more independent body than the independent body that we already have, and which exists so well. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to make a few comments around this important issue. Firstly, I believe it is in the public interest that the governing party provides more detail about its intentions. They remain somewhat oblique and obscure in some respects. Since 2007, these conference resolutions have referred to the need for a parliamentary investigation of the desirability of what it calls a media appeals tribunal, or MET in short. Yet no detail. No discussion paper, no framework, no motivation has to date been provided. I would like to use this platform today to urge the ANC to publish a formal document that can then be used as the basis for public discussion. We need to understand more about the governing party's intentions so that we can begin the public conversation this is not just a matter that affects the ANC or the newspaper industry after all. No. It affects all South Africans and we need to know more about what is intended. Most importantly, it needs to be distributed well in advance of the, prop of the proposed parliamentary hearings so that the conversation can be, the necessary conversations can have some depth of opinion. Secondly, in the run-up to that conversation, 
we need to hear from legal experts on the vision that has already been painted, however scanty it may be, by the governing body. That is, Media Appeals Tribunal that somehow does not impinge on the freedom of expression that is enshrined in the Constitution. We need to be assured that such a, a proposed tribunal would not in, perpetrate that kind of infringement, which is so dear to us. Is that possible? Will a media appeals tribunal withstand a constitutional court challenge, or is it dead in the water? We need to understand this better to avoid a lengthy, costly parliamentary exercise which could end up being thrown out of the Constitutional Court. Thirdly, I would urge the ANC and indeed all stakeholders to know more about the workings of the current Press Council Appeals Panel. Our activities and those of the Press Council itself are available on the Press Council's website and give a fascinating insight into how the Press Council and the Appeals Panel function. As chair of that panel, I'm confident that a full understanding of the new structure, its composition, its approach, and its recent judgments will more than satisfy those who feel it doesn't provide an adequate form of recourse when newspapers make mistakes. If it works well, it functions well, and I think it will continue to function well. In terms of the panel itself, we have adjudicated a number of cases.